unemployment benefits in Indiana have been in flux for the past few months. On Monday of last week, Indiana officials filed a second appeal asking the Indiana Court of Appeals to stay in order compelling the state to continue paying federal pandemic unemployment benefits. The appeal marks Governor Eric Holcomb's continued efforts to halt Indiana's participation in three federally funded state-administered unemployment programs. The governor first announced his decision to withdraw from the federal programs in late May. Citing help-wanted signs across the state, he contended that generous federal benefits discouraged Hoosiers from returning to work, making it hard for businesses to find employees. At an Indiana Department of Workforce Development briefing on July 16th, the state's chief unemployment insurance officer, Regina Ashley, explained the programs, which were first authorized under the CARES Act last year. Those include the $300 weekly add-on, that's called the Federal Pandemic Unemployment Compensation Program, or FPUC. Also, the benefits to independent contractors, gig workers, and those otherwise not eligible for unemployment, referred to as the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance, or PUA program. Third, the extension of benefits beyond the normal 26 weeks, called the Pandemic Emergency Unemployment Compensation Program, or PEUC. These programs will be retroactive to week ending June 26. When Governor Holcomb's order went into effect after the week ending June 19th, over 200,000 Indiana residents saw their unemployment benefits reduced or eliminated, according to data from the Century Foundation. However, after two legal groups filed suit, Marion County Superior Court Judge John Hanley issued a preliminary injunction. The preliminary injunction from late June required the state to continue paying the federal benefits until a final decision is reached in the case. Professor Kenneth Dauschmidt, who studies labor and employment law at the Indiana University Maurer School of Law, explained the legal dispute over pandemic unemployment in Indiana. A group of five workers and concerned clergy in Indianapolis filed lawsuits in the Marion County Court, and they asked for an injunction against this suspension and benefits. And the basis for their argument was, under Indiana law, uh, the state is obligated to apply for all federally provided benefits that are available for unemployment compensation. And these benefits, these extended benefits under the CARES Act, are paid for entirely by the federal government. And so when Judge Hanley was presented with this lawsuit and the request for an injunction, he looked at this and said, um, there's a very high probability that the plaintiffs are going to are going to prevail here, and currently there are more the, the the balance of the cost is in the plaintiffs' favors. In other words, not giving an injunction is going to cost the plaintiffs some money. Whereas uh, giving an injunction and having the state pay these benefits, any costs that there are to the state are very speculative because the federal government pays for all these benefits. And so I think the injunction was quite properly granted. The state, of course, didn't uh, like the injunction. They appealed it once to the Court of Appeals, and the, the Court of Appeals first has, has said, no, the injunction is properly granted. The state's newest appeal argues that the Marion County judge abused his discretion when he issued the preliminary injunction. The state maintains that the governor can withdraw Indiana from the federal programs at his discretion. Last week, the Indiana Department of Workforce Development resumed paying federal unemployment benefits. Unemployed Hoosiers could file retroactively for benefits owed beginning the week ending June 26th. Economists have expressed mixed opinions about the effects of expanded unemployment benefits on the labor market. 
Christoph Kleiner, Assistant Professor of Finance at IU's Kelly School of Business, explained the rationale for cutting the federal benefits. Now, several states, I think actually 26, so over half of the states, have decided to try to cut off these extended unemployment benefits, and Indiana is one of them. The argument for cutting them off is that a number of businesses have said that they face labor shortages one way or another. They're essentially trying to hire workers, and they just aren't able to get them. However, Professor Kleiner cautioned that reducing unemployment benefits is no panacea. We still have reasons why people, for one reason or another, might be out of work. Right? So one is just that, you know, that we do have a pandemic going on, and people might have health concerns, and so they're not looking for jobs. Right? Another one is that you know, a lot of you know, daycares, you know, summer camps, things like that, are not going on like they normally would, and so people actually need to stay home, especially during the summer, to watch over kids. Professor Dow Schmidt suggested that the expanded benefits might be part of a broader trend in which employers must improve job compensation to attract and retain workers. The unemployment compensation benefit probably had some effect on low-wage workers not returning to work. But I think doing away with those benefits isn't going to magically clear up the problems in the labor market. I think that employers are going to have to increase wages and benefits. Wages, wages and benefits have been flat for decades now mostly because of globalization and downward pressure on wages and benefits uh, from competition with low-wage countries. And now we're, we're, we're kind of seeing this is the first time in decades we've really kind of seen a turnaround for that. And I think, I think employers are going to have to uh, increase wages and benefits, not only for their new employees, but also for their existing employees. Although the fight over unemployment in Indiana is a microcosm of a changing labor market, it also affects Hoosiers at an individual level. Lane Fulton, 27 years old, lives in Elnora, a small town in Davies County. He's been unemployed throughout much of the pandemic. It's been off and on since the top of the pandemic. I worked in food service post-grad school and got furloughed because food service jobs were furloughable, if you will. So I got furloughed from that, and then I was on unemployment from like May until August. Although he landed a job with the nonprofit organization Hoosier Action between August and December last year, he's been unemployed since the beginning of 2021. Lately, he's been busy volunteering and filling out job applications. And it would not be an exaggeration to say in the last year, nine months, I've probably done over a thousand job applications for career work across the United States. He's been able to ride out the back and forth over unemployment compensation in Indiana but he worries that other Hoosiers may not be so lucky. I planned ahead. I budgeted actually to not have any income whatsoever until September. I know many, many simply cannot do that. They have dependents. They have various debts that they have to pay. They have mortgages, all these different things that can come with effect that I do not have working against me. Lane has been receiving benefits through the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance, or PUA, program. PUA provides unemployment benefits to independent contractors, the self-employed, and those seeking part-time work. However, although Lane filed for regular state unemployment last summer, he did not start receiving state unemployment benefits when the governor put PUA on pause. Lane thinks that's because the state claims they overpaid his benefits earlier in the year. Now, he says, the state is asking him to return an exorbitant amount of money. So the state actually wants me to pay back over 11 grand of unemployment, which is basically about two-thirds of that 30 weeks, about 20 weeks worth of unemployment. 
back to the state. And Lane isn't alone. According to Indianapolis television channel WTHR, thousands of Indiana residents have been told they were overpaid. Regina Ashley, the chief unemployment insurance officer, said that Hoosiers who receive overpayment notices can appeal or file a waiver with the Department of Workforce Development. UWD notifies claimants if it's determined that they received an overpayment. The person then can appeal that determination. Additionally, and this is important, the claimant can also request a waiver. Yes, Indiana does have a waiver program, and it applies to the regular program as well as the federal pandemic programs. All claimants are notified about the waiver process on their overpayment notice that they receive from the department. There's also information on the waiver process on the DWD website and in the COVID FAQs. If a claimant appeals or if they request a waiver, there will be no attempts to collect the overpayment until those processes are resolved. Overpayments aren't the only issue that faces Hoosiers navigating the unemployment system. WTHR obtained internal data from the DWD, showing that the agency had 2.6 million unresolved unemployment claims and 27,000 pending unemployment appeals as of late April. DWD Commissioner Frederick Payne denied that the agency was experiencing a backlog. We have processed more than 90-something percent of the claims that have come through our shop, so more than 90 percent. If there is someone who's waiting beyond 21 days, there is there are some complications. Indiana's unemployment rate hovered at 4.1 percent last month. This preliminary number suggests that unemployment remains similar to its level in May, but down from its high in April 2020, when 16.9% of the Indiana labor force was unemployed. Commissioner Payne expressed an optimistic view of the state's unemployment numbers. Now, we've seen some positive swings in areas like leisure and hospitality and manufacturing. There have been some minor fluctuations here and there, uh, in our monthly unemployment rate. Much of that is due to individuals who are seeking work, but they've not yet landed the job of their choice. So we're moving in the right direction. The unemployment report for July will be released late next month. For WFHB, I'm Tilly Robinson.